You're listening to This Hong Kong Live, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the authentic voices of our local youth sharing their thoughts and feelings of growing up and living in the city we call home. Welcome to Season 6. Our theme is Things I'm Proud Of. Welcome back to Episode 2. Today, we have our guest Ivan here. Hello, Ivan. Hello, Renee. So, how have you been doing, actually? Been very busy since we're all students, you know. We're in right, the yeah, yeah, we are, we are. Yeah, managing stress, trying yeah, to. Yeah, right. I feel like managing stress is something that's really important to us in a way, because if we don't balance our life, we're gonna be like focusing on one too much, and the other one eventually be left out. Yeah, I feel like since, like during this pandemic, I've learned that you know academics is not everything, and. In order to do well, actually, it's very important for us to balance our life. So we can't only focus on one single aspect. And um, it's really important to get enough rest and to satisfy your own needs, like physical and mental needs, so you can do well in school. Wait, the way you think it's actually pretty good. So I want to ask, what are the highlights during the pandemic time for you, actually? Since, you know, we've been in the fifth wave for almost like two to three years already. I feel like there's definitely changes for us. So are there any like highlights or anything special for you? I feel like um, during this pandemic, I've not only grown, I think I have matured and grown as a person, not only physically, but I feel like mentally and um, my relationships with others and my, maybe even in a sense my contributions to the school and the overall community has increased since actually before the pandemic I've been quite like a shy person oh, I don't talk a lot and I'm quite constrained to my own feelings and I don't share and I don't really you know join different programs outside of school but during this I time I think I have developed as a person and I've gotten more social, more talkative. So I've actually been, you know, involved in a couple of activities outside of school. That's actually like very interesting. Can you like share a little bit more about those activities you have joined? Like it sounds really interesting regarding to how you say like there's been changes that's being made on you as a person. Actually when I was, so I, a part of this club at our school, which helps a shelter, um, in Cyclone, which accepts stray dogs and helps them, you know, provides them a home and food and medication to get them ready for to adopt to be adopted by a family. And this shelter actually runs on donations. So during the pandemic, their donations have gotten significantly less. But maybe due to the economic situation currently, right, more and yeah, more people are actually good. neglecting their animals and just abandoning them on the street. So they've actually received more, they needed to receive, like, re receive more dogs and um, more dogs actually need help from them, but themselves, they're also struggling because, you know, they have less money and less donations that they need, they run on. So last year in 2021, they were actually three months away from closing down, shutting down permanently. That's very unfortunate. Yeah. and. Um, so as our club, we actually only, like I only started to be in the club and I only joined the club back then. So I wasn't super, you know, into the whole situation and I didn't fully understand their problem. 
but I still wanted to you know, jump in and help. So in the school community, we organized um, emergency fundraiser for a whole week. So that week was just dedicated during lunch times and after schools, we'd just set up a stall in front of the school and also in front of the canteens to ask teachers and students to, you know, just donate some money so we can right, help yeah, see the fundraiser. I've seen that since we're in the same school, I've actually seen like you guys Cyclone Stray Friends as a school club have been like trying to help to raise like awareness of how like stray dogs are lacking care and how these dog shelters totally need our help and our they like rely on our donations to be able to provide stray dogs like a house, a place to live in like as a shelter i think like you guys have did a really good job on how like gaining like students attention on how stray dog is such a big problem in hong kong like not about stray dog but also like stray animals like you guys it's actually a really good job you guys did a good job i think i remember you donating some money to right it. yeah yeah I did. um so i think apart from you know the money aspect i think education is quite important so over the past year we've also developed this program. Actually, it's been over two years since we have many logistical problems. But we actually also started to provide like a session for younger students to educate them on dog treatment, dog care, and to, you know, spread awareness of the problem of dog abandonment. Since as a club, we actually, we recognize that education and knowledge about these social issues would actually, since um, the children are the, gener the future generations, they would um, stop this problem from happening and to you know, have the ability to tell people around them that this is a serious issue and we need to fix this. And to treat dogs equal to humans since, you know, like during the pandemic, we've all been quite right. mentally distressed. Equality is what yeah, we see here. Many families actually have these pets as I wouldn't say a coping mechanism, but it certainly makes their lives happy. And right. these innocent creatures, they actually have the ability that's to right. help that's us. It's been introduced yeah. to us humans as like something that can entertain us in a way. Because I feel like dogs, like, you know, like, apart from like uh, stray dogs, pet dogs is also play an important role in Hong Kong. Like a city like Hong Kong, especially everyone like will have to keep a pet just to entertain themselves because due to lockdown, like airports and travel restrictions has been lifted. So I feel like more and more people are trying to explore new stuff. Like, ex like uh, apart from traveling, maybe dogs has become like the next thing for the exploration of Hong Kong people. I also feel like since Hong Kong is quite a fast-paced city, a lot of us are under a lot of pressure, no matter from work or, you know, school and education. And since Hong Kong is a place that actually values education quite a bit, and we're all quite competitive and under a lot of pressure all the time. So having, like, you know, something to go home to, that they would greet you and they would, like, love you no matter what happens. And I feel like it's a really, you know, good, a safe place for us to be in yeah, during the I pandemic. Yeah, like it's like a very warm and welcoming feeling. Yeah. So since you've shared a little bit about Sai Kung Stray Friends, the shelter, do you have any, like, personal experience relating to dogs since you're into this field of helping out stray dogs and how like shelters work do you have like anything personal with dogs i'm actually an owner of two beagles i'm a very proud owner of two beagles because um i feel like having them live with me and help me has really you know um coped with different 
you know, situations we're in as humans. I see. And not only mentally, like even when I'm like stressed or I need like something to lay on to like as support, I start hugging my dogs. Dogs are one of yeah. our like coping mechanisms It, towards stress and also maybe like academic or generally in life. I think. Yeah, I feel like even having them there and you know hugging them and even taking care of them sometimes makes me more happy and relaxed. And not only that, since beagles are very very active, we actually need to you know bring them outside two day two times a day. So that has actually also helped me with my physical health. So like yeah, I started to exercise so more. That sounds interesting, actually. And, Physically yeah. too. So like I would bring them on hikes, really long oh. hikes actually. And I actually remember once I, since my dog is quite you know, <laughs> big, yeah. I needed to <laughs> carry her up a mountain, oh. and that was a really fun experience because I got to you know. Had bond with my dog, but you know it trained me actively. I got, I think I got more healthy since right. I had them. So it's actually benefiting both the pet and us as humans. Yeah, but I feel like um, it's really important to recognize that since dog, the lives of dogs are so much shorter than humans. That you, you're like as the owner, they're the only thing they know. So relating back to the issue of dog abandonment, um. I I think people fail to realize that you're you're basically just betraying them because you're the only thing they know, but yeah. you're neglecting them and you're dumping them, and I feel like that's just really unfair. I feel like this is like a relationship between like humans, like not only between human beings, the human and animals. How like we all have our own emotions and values. So you've shared quite a bit about how you relate to dogs and how you talk about abandonment. So since you said you joined the program like two years ago, I'm actually a little interested about like, like during this whole program fundraising activity, what challenges have you faced and what have you actually like learned from it? Like, do you think you have any takeaways from it? There were actually many challenges to this helping this cause because since we're separate from the club and we're a school. To organize any activity requires a lot of liaising with different people. So first, I ha had to contact, stay in close touch with the people that are in charge and the volunteers in the club and the shelter. But to also liaise with the people at our school to you know get the okay for our fundraising, and we've actually also um, organized this sale during the school annual college fair. Oh. Where we actually sold different items donated by different people to raise money for the shelter, and the most challenging part was actually because since we wanted to promote um, adopt not sh don't shop dogs, um, we actually decided to bring some of the puppies from the shelter to the school. That was actually a very very hard thing to accomplish because um, the dogs have. You know they have need much care, and right. they also don't have volunteer enough volunteers at the shelter. So I think that took quite a long time, and also due to the pandemic, plans kept altering and changing. So um, one day we would probably get the okay to bring the dogs, but then the next day the people were like. Oh, maybe that's not possible, and we just had to communicate with right. them quite a bit. But that's actually very interesting, like especially like. Bringing in dogs make people like, cause school fair considers like students, parents, teachers. I think it can not only make like students understand how important it's like 
dog abandonment and um, buying dogs over adopting dogs in Hong Kong is generally like a problem. I feel like bringing these puppies is actually very like heart melting towards like people that sees it, I guess. Actually, one of our main goals of bringing the puppies and the really cute dogs into our school is um, for parents and their children to recognize that um, there's actually a lot of dogs in Hong Kong that already need a home and there's no point of bringing more dogs to the world when there's already so much animals and dogs that need help that are already in this world. Yeah, it's like a theory in our mind. I think. Yeah, and I think that bringing these dogs to the college fair would have this time so parents can recognize this and we actually really wanted to have um, parents adopt a dog on the spot. Uh, we didn't really get to achieve that, but I feel like the attention and them knowing that um, this adoption is, is a yeah, choice. adoption is a choice that um, we have accomplished our goals. And I'm really proud of this during the pandemic yeah. because um, it's quite meaningful. And apart from helping, I think it helped myself as well. Right. So apart from like Cyclone Stray Friends, the dock shelter, have you joined other like things that you think it's a highlight or takeaway during pandemic? Like since you enjoy like helping out docks, I feel like there's other things that you can help out with. Since I, I quite enjoy helping other people or animals, our program requires you know us to do service. I have used this opportunity to step out of my comfort zone and help different people. So apart from um, the dog shelter, I've also been a part of this mentorship program at our school, which we aim to mentor children who are transitioning from year six, which is the last year of primary school, to the first year of secondary school at our um, year seven, since our school is in all three schools, so we have year ones to year thirteens. Right. Actually, I've joined this program too. It is a really interesting program. So I know that in the program, like I feel like for me, maybe my case is different from yours because I'm not in this school since like year seven. But then I've actually joined the school in year nine as a new student. I've also received a buddy program, which I think it really helped me. So I think us helping year seven students is actually like. We're putting our personal experience into this, like into this whole situation that they're facing. So what have you like learned from these kids that you're helping or does it recall any of your memory actually? Um, since I've actually been to school since first grade, I think having, you know, helping these children is kind of paying back or the people that have helped me through my transitions throughout yeah. the years since I feel like it's a tradition where we have to like pass along the role um, amongst like the older students and the younger students. So it's quite meaning, it's very meaningful to myself since it's, it's very like personal. A legacy yeah, thing. it's a legacy project. Yeah. <laughs> and the transition from primary school to secondary school can be really tough. Right, yeah, especially right now, I think we can actually relate it to ourselves because we have just transit from the middle years program to the diploma program of international baccalaureate. So I feel like we're actually facing the same thing. Like we're helping kids, but at the same time, we are facing a transition. So maybe we can actually, like not only like us helping them, mentoring them, but actually sometimes our mentees somehow help us back. Like we'll remember how naive we were and how we have, we have faced a transition once and we can overcome this one because the one we're facing, like, like both of us, it's like yeah. a really big change to us, like academic life, like wise. 
Yeah, it's like a motivation. It's like a driving force for us, I think. Also, since this program requires us to be able to talk to younger students, we have actually completed this by, you know, bonding with them. So instead of having a very formal conversation every second week of school, um, we actually bond using different um, games and activities. Yeah, right, activities. I feel like those, since even though the time is not long, I feel like it helps us relax from the diploma program since we're able to, you know, yeah, play right. with them, play games right, with them. Yeah. So um, totally. I feel like it's another takeaway that made my experience in this mentorship program really nice. Right, yeah, me too. My takeaway, actually my takeaway from this mentorship program was like, even though there's like a five years age gap between yeah. me and the uh, mentees and my mentees, but I still feel like it is a good experience to understand how like the society changed, like how we're so different back then from them in a way, but how we're similar in a way. Yeah. So. Since you've said you're having a transition in your life from like MYP program to the DP program, so have you like received a lot of stress throughout? I've always been quite a stressed person. Like no matter during like academics or like family or friends, I've always been the one that would maybe panic the most, stress the most. But during this pandemic, I've actually learned to, you know, relax a bit. Like um, I think it's really important to not only focus on one thing in life since there's actually many aspects in life that we can enjoy and we can focus on. So it's not only about academics. So throughout this transition, I've actually learned to balance my life. Yeah, and just relaxing when it's yeah, time. Right. But so we have the motivation to work more and to become more, you know, motivated to do what are, we need to do. So no matter it be exams or homework, I feel like it's a really good plan overall plan for our yeah, future lives. especially like right now since like we've just finished like the fifth lockdown at say since we've stayed home like for quite a like time i feel like motivation is really important because you know like since we're not like home is not like a working environment for us i feel like motivation is really important for us to be able to be productive at home so Ivan, I have a question. Do you have like any stress management tips for our guests or some of your like personal stress management experiences to share? I feel like this is quite a close subject to myself since I've always been a person that experiences a lot of stress. And in the process I've learned, still learning, but learned how to cope with these different problems, which I've actually, found a couple of ways that would work for myself. To make studying less stressful and more fun, I would go out with some of my friends to study rooms. I feel like this is a really good way to focus, but also at the same time, have fun. Right, and yeah. in the process, it actually decreases my stress level since I'm not by myself overthinking too much. And I'm just focusing and finishing the task and spending time with my friends. Right, yeah, I feel like study room is actually really useful. Like, I've been to one with you, you've invited me to go. And I feel like it actually, like, study room not only provides us, like, a um, relaxing environment, but other than that, I feel like studying with friends, like, I feel like you can find motivation, like, find the motivation you need from each other, actually. Um, I think it's actually really good. So Ivan, since you've talked a lot about like the backstory of why you joined these clubs, school communities, and like how you personally actually related 
to these like activities and what you've learned. So I want to know, can you share a little bit more about apart from personal growth, are there any changes that has happened to you in like life, like generally? I think during the pandemic, my personality changed, or、um, I must say, it's matured. Since,、um, as I've mentioned, I have gotten more social. I started to talk more, but then I also started to consider my relationships with the people around me. So it would be my family, friends, and the support system that I have for myself. So since my mom's actually a medical professional, during the pandemic she has been quite busy.、Um, She, since she has a role outside of our house, of our my home,、um, like I have seen the hard work that she does, and I've actually cherished our time and our break time and our family time more than I ever have. So I think this is a very key takeaway from this whole situation. I know medical staff has always been like at the front line. Like no matter where we are, like they have been helping out a lot, and it's like a lot of work on them. Like stress level, I think for your mom is also really high, I believe. So I think that we realize that how family is always important to us. How like our relationship, like emotionally or physically, were important to them. That's really interesting. So Ivan, thank you for sharing today with like your stress management tips, the backstory of everything you've joined. It's actually really interesting, and it's actually a really touching story when you hit like the dog shelter park, right? Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you, Ivan. So I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening. This Hong Kong Life is an initiative of Kelly Support Group. We are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. If you like the show, please subscribe and get new episodes every week. We would love to hear from you. Nominate yourself or friend to share next. Drop us a note at hklife@kelly.org. See you next time.